Hello and welcome to Supply Chains, the Secret Sauce. I'm your host, Wade Wickes, CEO of Link Supply Chains at linksupplychains.com. This show is dedicated to supply chain and the secret sauce that supply chain provides for businesses. Going to have some humor, real life issues, some solutions, great connections, and a few life lessons. So tune in. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Well, today's show is going to be super special. We have Ron Wittabort, who's got 28 years of experience with private equity and public health companies, VP of operations at Alpha Broder. So stay tuned to hear Ron and some great insights on logistics. Today, we're focused on logistics, and you're going to learn some secret sauce about logistics. Stay tuned. All right, everyone, welcome to the show. Woohoo! Today we do have a special guest. We have with us today Ron Wittebort, who has over 28 years of experience in both private equity and publicly held companies. Uh, he's currently Vice President of Operations at Alpha Broder, the largest promotional products distributor in North America. He's also worked in the energy industry in terms of energy distribution with oil distribution at Brentag and JAM Distributing. Uh, and then going back a little bit farther, uh, he also was the Senior Director of Transportation Operations at Cisco, the world's largest food service distributor. I think they were just shy of about 50 billion at that time when he was there. Ron, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Wade. I appreciate the opportunity being on here. It's a, it's a fantastic opportunity for me. I really enjoy it. Well, it's all via Zoom. I think uh, you reside in Austin, is that right? Yes, Austin, Texas, and it's 105 degrees. Holy Wonderful day. Holy, that's awesome, 105. <laughs> you, can, you can cook eggs off your car, I bet. Yes. <laughs> well, let's just get right into it. So if you, if you don't mind, what our uh, listeners are looking for today and our question for you is, because of your vast experience in transportation and operations and supply chain, what one thing have you learned in the past about developing a good carrier relationship or partnership as a shipper? You know, that's a big question. Yes, and, it is. Uh, I know there's really like a whole bunch of answers, but what's yeah. your thought on that? What's your... Yeah, you know, obviously uh, everybody's going to have a different opinion on this and, and it's going to probably depend on what their um, what type of business is that they are dealing with. But, um, you know, from uh, my perspective, uh, there's a few things that I've found over the years that have always worked well for me and, and the companies that I worked for. And, and I can break them down in a couple of different areas. Um, one is just authenticity and being authentic, meaning that, you know, generally, you know, you have to genuinely know your business and know your salesperson, know the CEO of that carrier, if possible, and the direction of their business. And I will go into more details on these, but a win-win circumstance as well and understand their business in a, in a way that, you know, you're not just making assumptions and that, you know, that you have uh, um, an understanding of what they need. I think you're getting to the heart of that too. It's just that relationship starts with being open to having a relationship, right? Exactly. And understanding the other person. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, so um, another portion of this would be integrity. Because uh, integrity goes a long way and, and not changing, you know, your rates constantly, 
when you're working and you're negotiating with your carriers and then you decide that, hey, this is the, the time of year that we're going to either do a bid or we're going to have a conversation about our rates because certain things are going on. We need to stay whole to that um, on both sides. That's right? a big point there because people wonder about, you know, do I do a bid annually? Do I do a bid every quarter? And I think what you're saying is just pick one and don't change it to help that integrity piece, right? Yeah. Okay. So I, I, you know, I can, I can dive into that one a little bit more because integrity is a big piece of just the direction of how I, I live life in general. And when we're working with our carrier base um, and depending on the size of your company, whether it was like Cisco where I had a thousand or, you know, thousands or with uh, JAM or, or today where I, there's, you know, two to 10, mm-hmm. right. Yep. Um, it, it all varies. But at the end of the day, th- when you're starting to look at your business and you're looking at the economy on the same line, um, you, you really need to fine tune and understand, does it make sense to do a bid right now for myself or for the carrier? Because the last thing that you want to see is while you're going through an economic struggle and within the country itself is to start having service failures at the same time. Because then, then you do not want to have to try to go out and bid whenever the economy is in a situation that it could be uh, detrimental to your rates. Um, but, you know, really it's, it's sitting with your carrier and really understanding what their business model is and, and looking at their business with them. Yeah. It, it, it kind of also goes into the, the fact that you have to have more than, than one carrier on a lane if you're going to go in through a bid process. Because oh, yeah. there are times, right, when, when you might lose a carrier and so you have to go to the market and see what's out there. But if you have a backup carrier already there, then, then you don't have to. Yeah, having a, depending on the lane and, and the, um, you know, how important that lane is within your, your business, and this would be either inbound or outbound, it doesn't really matter, right? Um, having a secondary and tertiary carrier that uh, you do feed a few um, uh, loads to here and there just to keep them on point because you do want to do that because you, you shouldn't expect, you really shouldn't expect if you haven't provided any business to that carrier for two or three months that that lane's now still available. Yeah, so that's you want to make point. sure, yeah, you want to make sure that you're still giving them uh, a couple a couple lanes here and there, but also just talking to them because just because of their secondary or tertiary carrier doesn't mean that you should not talk. And you know, knowing what they're doing and what their plans are again, and how uh, they are they're focusing their business and see if it's in alignment with your own. And that kind of leads into another question that I hear often, which is, you know, should I just have one carrier? Will that allow me to have the best possible rate or is more than one carrier better? Your thoughts on that? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I personally believe that there should always be more than one carrier. Um, and it's something that uh, it's not about just having all your eggs in one basket type of thing, which you'll hear people say, Oh, you don't want to do that. Or you do want to do that. It's always good to have um, a strong understanding of what the value is for that lane. And in order to get that, you need to have other points of view. So um, having more than one carrier available is, is good. Now, if you think you're going to get more of a price reduction because the volume that you're going to move, if you give it all to one carrier, you have to also calculate your risk and put percentages within that of what you think that risk will be. Because if you lose that carrier to that lane, or if they decide to say, hey, our relationship is not where we need it to be and I need to give you a price increase, um, you really don't have much of a leg to to negotiate with because you're all 
all your eggs are in that, in, in, like I said earlier, in that basket. Um, and it, I don't think that that really bodes well for either one of you. Um, the carrier is going to feel a, a little bit cautious that they could lose all that business as well. So you, you really have to balance that out. Yeah, that's a great point. And I know we could go into great detail about all the different things you can do to manage that understanding of where the carrier is financially and the CSA scores and just, you know, keeping tabs yeah. of, of your carrier. But um, kind of want to get back to the the idea about developing that, that relationship and that partnership. Um, so as you're developing those partnerships, what are you, what are you thinking of in terms of trying to help the carrier in a way that, that also helps your business? So, I mean, one, you, you, you obviously you can't have a complete open book, but what you want to really have is an open understanding of where their lanes are, what their hot points are, and where, what areas they're trying to get into. And then just pretty much drop that on a heat map on your own business and find out if it makes sense and how it works together with your business and their business. Um, and we've had a lot of, uh, success in the, and I say we, when I was with Cisco, for example, we've had a lot of success doing that. And, and then when you're building your carrier scorecards, you can uh, actually start putting those pieces into play and say, here's new lanes that we've developed. Here's our existing lanes that we've continued to maintain. And here's backhauls that you would ask for that we're now providing you with business for. And then that's how you start also negotiating uh, your rates, but it's also helping your relationship with them because it is truly a win-win scenario. That That is some secret sauce right there, folks, where what Ron just stated that if you can find those golden nuggets where the carrier is really looking for opportunity to get some loads in or out, you can really get some fantastic rates, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And then had, have had a lot of um, fortune with that when you look at some of their big suppliers that the carriers are dealing with and they they don't have a, a place to go back to if they're going eastbound coming back westbound or vice versa and you just start working a, a lane whether it's 100 miles out of their way it's still 100 miles which is better than 1200 miles right coming back with a, a dead heading back so um, it is always something to look into and, and you know and there's other things to look at too where potentially um, there's certain highways where you can run doubles and triples and, you know, having conversations with those carriers and finding out whether or not they have the feasibility of doing that and if it makes sense to your business. I mean, obviously, you have to massage that and understand it, but there's a lot of other avenues that you can take as well. That's awesome. You know, another thing that kind of comes to my mind is, uh, you know, do we go with big carriers or do we go with um, yeah. middle carriers or small carriers? And um, I know yeah, what a dilemma pretty, that one is. Pretty uh, strong ideas on that one too. Yeah, from I, your experience, I know, right? Yeah, I know. For I've, I've wor uh, worked with that one quite a bit, um, and quite honestly, you have to have niche carriers. If you're if you're a national uh, um, presence and your business is running nationally, it's great having the big carriers. There's no question. Um, but having those local niche carriers, um, that that's all they do, and they run back and forth, and they know this area so well they know how to handle it they have relationships with the customers or the, or with the suppliers that have they've had for 10 to 12 to 15 years and and um don't don't ever give up on the little niche carriers i think that that is uh, a misconception out there that you know going with the big guys or is the right way to go and i have no offense against the big guys by any means you know i mean great relationships with the uh, cr englands and the jb hunts and the schneiders of the world right but 
Um, there's also things that they specialize in and that they don't specialize in. And some of those short hauls are, are things that they don't specialize in. I and, think you, you hit the nail on the head there. I think, you know, it's really important that we stress that the big carriers do have value and there definitely is a place for them. But the golden nugget and a little bit of the secret sauce is if you find that right carrier for the right lane in the right niche, you're going to get great service at a great cost. At a great rate. Yes. And, and, and a relationship that uh, will go for 10, 20 years, because uh, once you build that relationship with us, with the niche carrier, they're really, they're indebted to you. And just like you are to them, because it is a um, truly a family run business and you're helping their family and they're helping yours from that perspective. Awesome. And, and from a relationship standpoint, I mean, from from what I know of you, you you do reach out and become genuine friends with with these folks, and you try to yeah. get you know up up the ladder to to the right folks as well to really extend that relationship beyond your salesperson. Correct? Yeah, I think it's extremely important to one. I mean, build relationships, true relationships. Where I mean, I mean, friends can disagree always, and still, I mean. There's an, I think there's an understanding or, or a concern by many that if you become friends with your representative that you're not going to get good rates. Um, I don't find that to be true. I think if you're genuine and you understand your business and you understand their business and you have a good relationship, it just becomes, hey, this is what we're looking for. This is what we need. And, and we get to work together to find that common goal. But I don't stop with just the, the, the salesperson. I do almost always get to the CEO or the, or the senior VP that is making the decision, uh, the overall decision for the overall business. And um, because many of times, you know, in a, in a company the size of like Cisco, for example, where we had, um, let's say a thousand lanes for this one customer, um, they'll, they'll look at a rate increase or rate decrease based off of a total, not off of a lane, right? So you, you can kind of massage that overall component whenever you're dealing with the people that can make the total decision because not all, um, all salespeople can make those. It's almost like buying a car, right? You, you go in, you get the car, someone's got to go to their manager to talk to them and come back. If you take out that, that piece, but you work together with the manager with you while you're talking to the, the senior VP or the, the CEO, it's, it has a better flow. And, and it's more fluid. And I think that um, the decisions are made quicker because speed matters in today's world. And you need to make sure that the decisions are made quickly to, to get the cost reduced as fast as you can. Yeah. You got to go beyond the salesperson sometimes just to get yeah. uh, the best that you can get for your, for your company. But, you know, one other thing is uh, going golfing with these folks. Um, <laughs> you know, you got to let them win. Or if you're, you're like you or I, I bet uh, we're not so good at golfing. <laughs> well, I'm not that good. That's for sure. But I am competitive no matter how you slice it. And it is hard for me to let other people win uh, when it comes to a sport. Um, yeah, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, it just, um, I don't know about letting them win, but really uh, it just happens anyway because I'm not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but, you know, seriously, though, I mean, going golfing, going out for dinner, that, that is part of that carrier community. Oh, the dinners are big. Yeah, the yeah. dinners are really big. I, I think golfing is maybe um, uh, not as big as, as the dinners are because right. you know, the dinners, you can get a lot more out of them in, in that hour and a half or two hours that you're with them and, and really get to get a good understanding of, of who they are and the business itself and the direction that they're going. Because, you know, honestly, you do want to make sure that the company's viable and make right. sure that they have 
they have a good economic standing and, and that you're not putting your, your money in a place that's going to go belly up and then you're in a, a world of hurt looking for carriers at last minute. Right. And I just want to reemphasize for everybody when, when Ron says to get more out of him, what he's talking about is to get more out of the relationship, that's to get right. deeper yeah, in the relationship. Yeah. You. Yeah. I just wanted to clarify because I, I know that's how you are. So, yeah. um, you know, one other question that I think people are wondering about is just understanding logistics in the business <laughs> today and its impact on supply chain and costs. You know, a lot of folks are heading down the road of, all in one with the 3PL, really managing the, the total cost structure and reporting out graphs and all that fun stuff, which is really great and, and it's good for some companies. But um, how should a shipper kind of be watchful and, and try to manage their logistics costs? Any ideas on that? You know, it's, it's, um, it's another big question. Uh, you is. have some big questions there, sir. Uh, <laughs> and you don't have to answer it all in one sentence, just generally. <laughs> yeah, it's not, you know, logistics uh, supply chain in general, it's not easily understood because it has a simple principle. Um, it, it gets us, you know, something from here to there, right? And I think it's, it's uh, something that in every day we can, can create easy misconceptions. Uh, it's a very difficult business and many people, uh, they don't understand how many points there are within that point A to point B that, that could break down. And that's what logistics is all about, right? It's being able to get it from here to there and do it at the least landed cost and with the best service. Um, and uh, while you're doing all that, make it look easy because um, uh, that's what everybody's looking for, ease of doing business as well. Um, I think that, uh, man, um, I, I, I'm just going to kick in here that I, I think some of the secret sauce of logistics is really whatever your cost is and however you're going about it is to take that cost and divide it by the amount of miles you're driving or divi divide it by the number of units that you're moving just to try and get a measure if your cost per unit is going up or cost per miles going up. Um, sure. yeah. those, those are some things, right? And yeah. You have to understand it and you, you need to truly understand your own business from front to back and, and have a communication plan, open dialogue with your customers in your business, right? A data driven approach, um, for solid decision-making, as you just mentioned. Um, you know, I have found that over the years, the customers are more understanding whenever you give them a strong detail, uh, of what's happening out there and why. Um, so, you know, from that perspective, I would say, you know, having a good system um, and a backbone that helps you get your data, that helps you express it and explain it and provide you key indicators that or levers that you can pull that say, okay, my costs are X here. This is what's happening out in the industry. How do I make that adjustment? And, you know, and kind of work your carriers that you have in those lanes into that same uh, math equation because you know, you want to keep those relationships, but sometimes they don't have lanes available for you there. And, and that's stuff that we have to work out constantly. I, I think right there, ladies and gentlemen, is a secret sauce in that you have to find a market basis to go off of to understand what your rates are based on. So that could be, I mean, there's a whole bunch. There's, yeah, there's Morgan ton. Stanley. There's, there's a bunch out there. Chainalytics. And, I mean, there's all kinds of, yeah, there's, so there's a bunch of them. Once you have your base, um, you know, you can just manage to see that your logistics costs are within, within that area. And you can also use brokers, but that, just keep in mind market on the broker side could be high or low. 
Yeah, they're going to take a little extra cut, obviously, right? Um, but sometimes they're in, they have a, um, a a good presence in a lane that makes sense for the business. Um, you know, another direction on, on all that, which we didn't talk about, which was that whole dedicated format. Oh yeah. Um, and you know, having if you know that there's five or six lanes that uh, you want to consider as something that's going to be there for three to five years, look at um, potentially a dedicated carrier, meaning that you know you have a, a long term contract for that specific. Um, group of lanes or that uh, the whatever those lanes are but um, I found that that has um, has a, a great um, a great cost savings as well because you end up getting things that they won't fluctuate like the market does and um, you do have to you do have to make the right decision whenever you're doing it up front and making sure that you're you, you know crossing your t's and dotting your i's when you're doing your contract and um, but um, I mean millions of dollars can be saved depending on your spend obviously but large percentage points can be reduced. That's awesome. Ron, I really appreciate your time. I know you've, you've got a busy day and I uh, appreciate you taking a few moments to, uh, to join this podcast. Yeah, this is great. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, there's so much to talk about and it could go on forever, but uh, you know, we all have lives to keep continuing on from here, right? That's right. That's right. Well, I hope to have you back and we'll have a, a few other topics to talk about down the road. Thank you so much. And I really enjoy your conversation. Thank you, Wade. It's a pleasure. Well, thank you everyone for joining us today. I really appreciated Ron and all of his thoughts. I think that you've got some secret sauce in the logistics area of things. So uh, Ron, thank you again for being part of our podcast. If you have any questions or have any further comments, please do see www.linksupplychains.com. And please let me know your thoughts about this podcast. I appreciate you tuning in. Until next time, here's to supply chains being the secret sauce of your business. Take care.